Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, indeed. And thank you very much. Welcome to our second hour. Hope you'll give us a call. We have two lines open for you now. We'll go to John and Stephenville in just a moment. Uh, give us a call at 888-787-KLIF. If you can hear me, you can call me toll free. 888-787-5543. We found that using a toll free number is a lot easier because that way we don't get a lot of whining about people wanting their money back <laughs> after they call the program. Nah, I only kid. 888-787 five five four three call right now uh, as we went into the newscast we had dave in eastland wondering about a one-year-old peach tree that he planted last year and it subsequently died and he did not hold uh, may have lost his connection now, i'll go ahead and give a just a quick uh, commentary on on why that often happens um one-year-old tree the first year a tree is planted uh it's been my experience that usually when that happens, people have failed to trim the tree back by half at the time of planting. That's very important. You want to prune a peach tree back to between 22 and, and 24 inches, 20 to 24 inches. Uh, that's to establish the scaffold branching. You want three branches that originate from the trunk at, uh, at 120 degree angles around the trunk. Uh, that lets them be stronger. Uh, so that the weight of the peaches, as uh, the the tree gets larger, the weight won't break the branches and and split the trunk, and so that training has to begin the year that it's planted. Um, but that trimming also helps compensate for the roots that are lost when the tree is dug, and a lot of times people forget to do that. So that would would have been the first thing I would have asked, and then watering regularly during the dry spell, second half of the summer, would have been the other thing I would have asked. But other than that, I can't do any more because he didn't stay with me. John is in Stephenville, and we'll uh, we'll go to him in just a moment. First, I need to tell you about Ace. Ace sponsors this entire program, both hours, and I am just really grateful for that and thank them for that. If you're out and about today and happen to stop by an Ace Hardware, let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship because... Uh, they have been here for several years, and I hope I can keep them for many more years. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. A program sponsored, as I mentioned, by Ace Hardware, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you succeed in what you're trying. And Ace is the place for grilling. They have people who really know and love grilling. And Ace has all the great brands for grilling, Traeger and Weber and Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more. Let them show you the choices. You'll love grilling while the weather is beautiful like it is right now. Ace is the place for all of your grills and accessories and fuel needs this holiday season. Plus, you get free assembly and delivery on grills, costing more than $399 for Ace Rewards members. See your local Ace Hardware store for help in picking just the right grill for your needs. You can become an Ace Rewards member uh, while you're there in the store. You sign up and, and your phone number becomes your, your card number. So it's easy as that. Ace is the place where you'll make new friends, you'll see old friends, and Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. 
Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. JJ is my friend. He is also one of the leaders among the Ace uh, Hardware uh, owners, and I thank him for that. Let's go to John in Stephenville. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Thank you very much for talking with me. Uh, I have a question concerning a situation uh, I have read about. It's the uh, use of pecan leaves in compost. I have five large pecan trees on nine-tenths of an acre here in Stephenville, and frustrated every year because I feel like I can't do anything with these leaves but bag them up. Uh, The reason I say that I've read about a content in those leaves called juglone, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Yes, sir. And the juglone is a growth inhibitor for a lot of plants. What is your opinion of composting these leaves and using them in a vegetable garden? I do it all the time. I live in a pecan forest, and I save the leaves. I compost them fully. And uh, the oils that uh, uh, come out of the leaves uh, are gone by the time the compost is uh, is ready. And uh, I mix those leaves in, my oak leaves as well, uh, right into my vegetable garden, my flower garden. Uh, and uh, there is not a problem. I don't have any trouble at all. How about the term of the composting? Uh, I've read that you need to compost these leaves for uh, approximately a year. And I've used all kinds of compost mixes and can speed up composting. I I leave mine for a year. I leave mine for a year because I don't, I don't work the pile actively. I have, I'll tell you exactly what I have. Uh, Since we live out in the country, I have a couple of areas that have had some wash to them between trees uh, in an out of the way area. And, uh, we blow leaves into those areas, into that, into one area and just make a pile of them. And, uh, once or twice a year, we'll run a rototiller through them just to mix them. Uh, that keeps them all together, but there is no, there is no retaining structure around it. I just use the, the, the wash. It's about, oh, probably 15 inches deep. Uh, there is no erosion any longer. I've planted mondo grass at each end of it to stop the erosion. And uh, the leaves stay there until I'm ready for them. It's not a part of the landscape anybody sees or, or cares about. And so it works out perfectly. And I go and harvest from the bottom of the pile. And uh, some of it may be two years old, but it's uh, it's worked out beautifully. All right. Well, I sure appreciate your advice. I'll go ahead and rethink the composting uh, facility. And uh, you have a... When- when my when my dad when I was a kid my dad uh, worked for Texas A and M down at around Easterwood Airport he worked in the Range and Forestry Department in fact co-founded it uh, a friend of his was the forester and my dad was in range management and um, he we had access to the what he called the the uh, range area out around the airport but it was all forested and and the heavy equipment school at A and M also had access to that now they. <laughs> They had a different kind of access than, than the uh, Range and Forestry Department did. They came in with their big equipment and just plowed down the trees to make roads to show how to build roads. And so we'd go out there and, and with a trailer and get compost out from beneath the, uh, the oaks. You know, oaks get the same, very same reputation. And, uh, and take it back into College Station. I would use that in my gardens as a, as a middle school and, and high school student. 
and it was fabulous. That was, that humus was just the best in the world. And so I've always been an advocate for using it. I don't use it fresh, but I don't use any leaves fresh. And I, I couldn't be happier. So that's, I didn't mean to overkill the subject, but I, I, I commend you for wanting to use that. Just like you're saying, use it, uh, let it decay for a year and you should be all set. All right, great. I'm sure appreciate the information and I'll get right on that. (laughs) All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good holiday. Okay. Same to you. Thank you, sir. All right. Let's see where we are. We are needing to take a break. I guess we are. And then we'll come to Bill in Bosque County. Uh, we have an Oak Wilt question coming up. I, I really don't like getting those because it makes my heart hurt. I just really rooting for the folks there and i'll sure try to help him i think i have a good uh, good lead and hopefully it'll be helpful to him let me tell you about neil spray's lone star gardening right now my book i'm really happy with my book and uh, i thank you for your support uh, it is a busy time of year i had lots of books to take to the post office this week and there will be a lot more i'm, I'm sure and thank you very much humbly i say thank you we've passed the seventy thousand books sold you know, the old cowboy boot book that came out in the 80s and 90s has, has sold, I think, a million copies. I don't have any contact particularly with the publisher since uh, the local publisher sold it uh, 15, 18 years ago uh, to a company up in the Northeast. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, but I'm sure it's past a million. And this one never will get there because I, I want to be able to sign every copy and and I also wanted to be able to hire my own uh, my own editor and my own graphic designer, which I was able to do by self-publishing. And it's worked out beautifully because I was able to put 840 photos in this book. That was important to me because it could be well illustrated in 344 pages. You know, the question came at, uh, well, you can subtract 16 and 32 and 48 pages off that number. Those were times when they said, you're full. Uh, do you want to add another signature, another 16 page? I said, yeah, I have more I want to write. And so we got all the way to 344 pages. I sign each copy as it sells. It covers every topic about outdoor gardening in Texas from uh, lawns and landscapes to flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening, the whole works. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything, when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're trying to grow. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, the facts that you need to know to get started in any kind of gardening, soil types of Texas, climates of Texas, hardiness zones of Texas, all that. And then specific chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. The book is $36.95 plus tax and postage. That's if you buy one. If you buy two or three, the second and third books are $31.95 each. That's a real deal. You save $5 a book with those. And uh, that makes it a wonderful uh, holiday gift if you'd like to give it. They need to be shipped to the same mailing address at the same time. Now, there are two ways you can order it. It is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. That's why I can't put it in stores. Can't sell it on Amazon. And uh, the two ways you can order it, call my office Monday through Tuesday of this week. Office will be closed the rest of the week. Monday through Tuesday. And that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way and the better way is to order it right now 
at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Lens Landscape Lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens Landscape Lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Lighting.com. We have Lentz Landscape Lighting. I've had it for more than 20 years. First of all, great guy, Dick Lentz and his people. And uh, secondly, we love it. We love it in the winter as much as the summer. Couldn't recommend anything you can do for your landscape any more highly. So Wild Birds Unlimited, this is a fun thing to add to your landscape because you really bring wildlife into your gardens, into your surroundings, and it's color, it's activity, it's beauty, it's music to your ears, it's just the best of nature. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing uh, all of this glory into your backyard garden. If you have a child or a grandchild, let them enjoy it with you. Teach them all the beauty of nature. Wild Birds Unlimited, let their people help you. They are birding enthusiasts. They are birding specialists. They have the best equipment you'll find anywhere. They have the best bird feeds you'll find anywhere. They have specialized feeds to draw the right kinds of birds to your feeders. They have the knowledge it takes to be really successful as a birding enthusiast. There are three stores of their of their uh, uh, several stores. There are three that join together to sponsor me. They're all open and eager to serve you today. In Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. This is about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway. It's kind of in the Park Cities. In Dallas, East Dallas, at 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, the northwest corner of Abrams. That's uh, Ron's store. David's store is the other one in the Park Cities. And then Birdie's store is at 3001 South Hardin Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. That's just uh, about a mile north of uh, Sam Rayburn uh, Tollway. So all these stores are right there waiting to serve you. You'll see smiling faces and customers with great products. This is the place you need to go. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Bill in Bosque County. Bill, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, uh, Neil. This is Bill. Uh, it's an alias. Uh, an alias? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, oh, my. what I 
51 acres uh, down in Bosque County. Okay. Uh, bought it in 2000, built the house in 2006. Uh, and about seven years later, I started having uh, oak wilt coming through. Okay. And I'm, I'm told that that's pretty normal. Uh, once you have the construction going on, the uh, equipment out there scars the trees, the oaks, and, uh, you know, it, it gets uh, started. Anyway, uh, I don't know how many oaks I have out here, live oaks and red oaks. Uh, but you were talking to a fellow, uh, uh, telling him about, uh, the, the live oaks and the red oaks a few minutes ago. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if we need to keep, uh, trying to save these trees and, uh, uh, uh it, it, it's got to work its way through. We're going to lose all, well, most of these oak trees, I think, just like the elms, uh, I would be encouraging somebody to plant something beside the live oak and a red oak, like you know some of the other oaks. And uh, I don't know, but uh, this is a losing battle. I'm I'm uh, I'm getting a fifty percent kill rate on trees. I, I mean, by that I'm not killing the trees fifty percent. Uh, I mean, fifty percent of them are dying. But about half of the tree dies, and the other half uh, keeps limping that, along. That may very well be uh, where you are, but I, that's not going to be the case. In uh, you need to remember, this is a Dallas Fort Worth radio station. It's not Bosque County, and oh, and uh, oak wilt is not that prevalent in DFW. It is yeah, it is okay. it is observed, and so those trees are still fine selections in Dallas and Tarrant counties. Uh, in your area, it probably would not be prudent to plant another oak right back in the middle of a, an oak wilt outbreak. I, I got that. Yeah, okay. So how, how can I help you then? Well, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, you need, first of all, you need, and you may already have uh, have done most of what I'm going to describe, but you need to contact the county extension office. They have a very active oak wilt uh, program underway in Bosque County. I'm sure. I, I don't know that firsthand, but I'm sure they do. No, they, that's, do. That's, they do. Okay. You need to you need to be online at texasoakwilt.org. That's where the repository of all the current information is uh, for this disease. And uh, oak wilt, if if it were uh, as serious a problem as uh, Dutch elm disease was back in the Midwest uh, uh, 90 years ago, 80 years ago, uh, it would have taken all the oaks out. Uh, more rapidly because oak wilt was reported at that same time. It's it's not a new disease. It's been around for 80 or 90 years. So, uh, but anyway, I would go to texasoakwilt.org. That's where all the various organizations have put all of their information. Um, there are specialists who work in it, and I'm not one, so I'll, I'll defer to them at that point. But there are things that can be done. The difference is that those of us who live in an urban area have a live oak here, a live oak over there, red oak here, red oak down the street. You have them everywhere in, in central Texas where the where the native tree population is predominantly oaks. Yeah. That makes it yeah, a lot that, more difficult. Pretty, I got that. 
I've got this 51 acres, and and uh, I don't know how. I've never counted how many oaks, but there's quite a few of them. Right. I know there are. I've driven through Central Texas all my life. I understand. And well, how can I how can I help you? I'm here to help uh, gardeners. And how know. can I help I, you? I don't. I, I'm spending two hundred dollars. Uh, uh, that's rough. I don't know. Two hundred dollars on a tree to treat it, and then I, I lose it. Uh, and it cost me two hundred dollars to get rid of the tree. You know. Yeah. Now that's tough. What, that is discouraging. Well, I, I'm. I'm that's not not something I can help you with. That's that's something for others to. Uh, first of all, that's on a very large scale, and that's where your county agent will be able to help. Uh, I'm yeah. dealing more on a one-on-one, one tree at a time basis in an urban area. Okay. And, and but, but uh, I appreciate you. And I, I have to let you know that uh, my wife loves your book, your newest one. We got the old one too, and it keeps showing good back deal. up. All right. From her, but she uh, keeps using the. Both of them. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Thank All righty. All right. I uh, let me get rid of a couple of screens here so I can get back to my call screen. All right. And let me see where we are. Time was. Let's go to Neil in Dallas. Neil, this is Neil. Good morning. Afternoon. I'm all confused. <laughs> Afternoon, morning. We're we're here doing good, so good. it doesn't matter to me. All but right. uh, I'm in in the backyard, winterizing, putting stuff up, and I've come to these hydrangeas that I got earlier in the year. Okay. And I'm I'm not really sure what to do. I'm not really experienced with them. Um, as it stands now, there's a lot of dark green, light green foliage, no flower. Uh, I don't think I've ever even gotten a flower since the originals fell off. But as far as the the foliage, it's healthy, green and luscious. So best to, best to, to leave them alone. Uh, they will bloom on on the growth that they have now if it doesn't freeze. Um, I mean, if if it doesn't get damaged by cold weather, uh, they're mm-hmm. able to withstand freezing weather. But I'm just saying, if it doesn't to get damaged by extreme cold. So what I would do is leave them as they are right now. Uh, if you end up pruning them, that pruning should be done after the, the blooming season. Whether they bloom or not, it would be done after the blooming season. Uh, otherwise, leave them alone right now and be prepared to cover them if it uh, is going to get down into the uh, mid to low 20s or colder. Uh, frost okay. cloth would be your best bet. Just have a little piece of frost cloth uh, handy that you can uh, put over them that will go clear down to the ground. Okay, I can do that. Well, actually, they're in pots, so if uh-huh. we get that temperature, yeah, if you get if you get to twenty five, they need to be slid into the garage overnight. You lose about uh, twenty degrees of of winter hardiness when you have a plant in a container, because the roots are going to freeze also, and that's that that puts it at more risk. Oh, okay. So I can apply that rule to anything that's in a plot, pot. Then, okay, that's correct. Yeah, if it's above ground where the roots would freeze, then you lose uh, you lose a significant amount of winter hardiness. Okay. All right. So I'll just keep an eye on it. Won't touch it. Watch the temps, and if they drop, bring it in house or in the garage. Yeah, not in the house. In the garage would be better, and and leave it there for a couple of days. Don't leave it there permanently. Uh, it's it's uh, too dark, and it would be too abrupt to change then later to bring it back out 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 again. And make sure that it doesn't dry out, or they don't dry out. That's another thing. It's very easy to do is just to forget to water, even though it's winter. They're still going to be using water. 
Yeah, I'm out here now, and it's completely dry. Only because it, you know, it's it's cold, getting cold. So I, you know how it goes. Well, our plants are very dry right now because we haven't had any rain for a while. So you you don't want to let that happen. So be very careful. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you, Neil. Have a good day. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. All right, uh, give us a call. All lines are open right now. I, I need some more calls. I just I'll keep telling you when I need the calls. So, and, and this is one of those times. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Neil Spray's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email. Happens on Thursday nights, just a little after 6 p.m. This week, probably, it's going to be a little after 6 p.m. on Tuesday. That's our goal. I hope we can pull it off. There's just a lot going on right now with the book signings and other stuff. Gretchen has to generate labels for the books. And then I get them and affix them to the boxes and get them to the post office after I've signed them. But but she has to do the entering of the uh, the orders and, and generate the labels. And then she does e-gardens in her spare time. Oh, there isn't much spare time. So, but our goal is that you'll get it on Tuesday. You need to sign up if you're not already a, a subscriber. It's free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody. That's my promise to you. You'll join about 80,000 people who already receive e-gardens each week. There's always a featured plant of the week. There always is a featured question of the week, one that's come up repeatedly. And there always is gardening this weekend where I point out the things that you need to be doing in the ensuing several days. I also would invite you to take a look at the most recent eGardens. You'll see it at my website. That's where you sign up for eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com. That's where you also can buy the the special deal on my book. Uh, neilsperry.com. Click on eGardens and scroll down just a little bit. You'll see the sign-up spot, and you'll also see the most recent issue from two nights ago. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. It's a non-stop news cycle. Inflation. But the reality is, is inflation, it's growing. My Build Back Better Act. The Build Back Better bill is passed. Nonsense. Trillions more in inflationary socialism. I'm very happy to see my old friend. Let's get something straight. We're not old friends. Kyle Rittenhouse. No one from MSNBC will be permitted in this building. Boycott the Winter Olympics. Boosters for all adults. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information. 570 KLIF. All right, folks, go ahead and call. Remember, 888-787-KLIF. Need some calls. And uh, I know you're busy. I know you have a bunch of other stuff. I've seen the ratings numbers. I know they're strong even in the fall. But people get busy and they're doing other things. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Callaway's Nursery and Matrix Pansies, the perfect combination for your flower beds and containers and just in time to greet your guests when you're entertaining for the holidays. Their huge selection of cheerful and bright Matrix Pansies will inspire you. Matrix Pansies are great in your landscape and container combinations on your porch. They add cheerful color everywhere. Their big 4-inch pots, regular price is $1.99 on sale, 20% off. It's a great value. Callaway's hand selects their Matrix Pansies specifically for their extra-large blooms, unique colors, and lasting power. You're going to love them in your landscape until spring. They can really handle the lights 
and the the highs and the lows of our weather in North Texas, and they'll continue to bloom. Your pansies will flourish with Callaway's premium flower food. Simply apply once a month to your pansies and cyclamen, snapdragons, and other cool season flowers. They'll uh, all gain an extra boost for bigger, brighter, happier blooms. Garden success and quality, everything you've come to count on when you shop at Callaway's Nursery and everything backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit any of their 21 community locations or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. And uh, it'll save you time this holiday season. Open seven days a week from 9 until 8. That's Callaway's. Callaway's Nursery. Callaway's.com. Life lived beautifully. When you wake up. The crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. KLIF, it's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. So we've used curved beds across the front of the house. We put the taller plants off to the corners. Now we need an accent tree right near the front door. That's going to be a small tree, like a crepe myrtle or a yopon holly, but be sure that you set it off far enough to the side that it doesn't block the view of the door. Then use low shrubs or ground covers beneath that accent tree. That'll tie everything together. Large containers look great lurking around an entryway. Choose decorative pots, 16 or 20 inches in diameter, 14 inches. Group three or five of them in one of the beds, either beneath the small accent tree or opposite it on the other side of the walk. The collection will probably look better if the pots are all of the same basic color, for example, terracotta, and if their designs are generally complementary. Use plants that look good together. This is the way you decorate an entryway, and it'll look fabulous. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Why should you be paying every month for a temporary storage facility? That's the question. You could own your own Mueller building. That's a great concept. Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble, they're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. That'll give you a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. 877-268-3553. That's MuellerInc.com.
When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information. 570-KLIF. com. Please visit my website, neilsperry.com. You'll find uh, all kinds of helpful gardening information. For example, you'll find 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. And you'll find information on rose rosette virus, information on attracting uh, bees and uh, uh, butterflies and birds to your landscape. And uh, you'll also see the place where you can sign up for eGardens my free electronic newsletter, and you'll see the special offer on my newest book, Lone Star Gardening. All that and so much more available to you at neilsperry.com. Hope you'll bookmark it and go back frequently. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, neilsperry.com. That's my website. I hope to see you there. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike. Let's go back to the phone lines. We go to Levine in Fort Worth. Levine, I'm sorry. That's why you put in uppercase letters for me, isn't it? Let's go to Levine in Fort Worth. Levine, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call, Neil. I enjoy your show. Thank you. What I need today is a recommendation for a small tree for a small front yard on a one-story house. Okay. Uh, How tall are you talking about for small? 15 feet? 18 feet? Somewhere in there? Yeah, something like that. All right. The A-plus gold standard small tree would probably be Teddy Bear Southern Magnolia teddy bear it's it's the smallest of the dwarf uh southern magnolias you know what a an evergreen magnolia the the regular magnolia tree looks like yes i do all right this one has the same look to it with the big leaves and the big white flowers but it gets about 15 or 18 feet tall it is very dwarf it's beautiful it's kind of slow growing so i'll warn you of that i would try to buy as large as your budget would allow uh, and it's a, a lovely tree. Uh, beyond that, um, there are a lot of good 25-foot trees, and I'll mention those, but they may be bigger than what you want. Uh, golden rain tree is very pretty. Red buds are very pretty. Um, you could also, Mexican plum would be a consideration. Um Little Gem Southern Magnolia is a very handsome tree. It's it's bigger. It will get uh, 25 to 30 feet tall and 20 feet wide. But it's a very pretty dwarf magnolia. It's just not as dwarf as teddy bear. Those are all possibilities. And then another poss- possible uh, route for you would be to go to a large shrub and train it tree form, like Nellie R. Stevens Holly or... Um, crepe myrtles, one of the taller crepe myrtle varieties, and train it tree form. And so those are, or or yopon holly, regular yopon holly, train tree form. Or, I'm going to stop at that. I don't think possum holly would ever look like a tree. So those are your your best, I think. 
How about uh, Oklahoma Redbud? Is that a good one? That's a beautiful one. It has it has shiny leaves. It has burgundy uh, flowers, and the the glossy leaves are just gorgeous. Very good choice. And how tall does that get? About 20 to 25 feet tall and, and a little wider, probably 20 feet tall, 25 feet wide. Okay, great. Thank you wow. very much. I'm glad you called. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Let's go to Frank in Greenville. Frank, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a walkway between the front yard and the backyard, and I just recently enclosed both ends of that walkway with uh, glass doors, and so it is sealed off from the freezing weather, but I don't know what temperature to set my heater that I put in there. Uh, It's currently set on 50 degrees so that it won't get below 50. Is that too low, too high, or what do you think? Well, first of all, it'll depend on what you're trying to grow in there, and secondly, uh, it will also depend on what kind of ventilation you have when it gets too hot. What what ventilation system are you going to have? Any? Well, when it gets hot, I, I there's a storm. When it if it's not going to be freezing, I can open the storm door. Okay. But when it's free, when it's freezing, it's it's ninety five percent airtight. Okay. The, the problem that I have had in my life when I had a smaller greenhouse, I had a, I had a really small greenhouse when we lived in Farmer's Branch, had a small lot. I had a six by eight greenhouse. That's really small. And I've, I found that about all I could grow in there successfully was a cacti because when I'd go to work, I worked for Texas A&M at that time and I'd leave in the morning at 7.30, it would be maybe 25 degrees. And if I opened the, any of the vents at all, uh, the, the cold weather would, would just, it would annihilate some of the plants. Well, by nine o'clock, it might be a hundred degrees in that greenhouse. It would just heat up so fast because there wasn't much air volume to change. Um, I had a, I've always had a much larger greenhouse since then. That's been 45 years ago. And, you have a bigger air volume and it, it becomes much less of a problem. That's the one thing that would worry me. You, you need to be uh, able to, to control that temperature change. Um, I keep my greenhouse at 54 degrees. I can't afford anything much more lavish than that. Plants would prefer 60 to 64 degrees. It depends on what you're trying to grow. Some plants are not happy well, at 50, it's, it's... 54. It's just simply the plants that she keeps outside. We just put them in for the winter, and as soon as it's springtime, we put them back outside. Right. Well, that's what it's, I'm talking it's, about. It's, it's, I have aglionemas. I have bougainvilleas. Um, thinking of two or three plants uh, that are not happy at 54 degrees. That's too cold for them. And so I put them down at the end of my greenhouse. Now I have a 30 by 60 foot greenhouse. So it, it does have, uh, you know, it does get a lot of, uh, air. Uh, uh, it does, it, 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 it doesn't heat up quickly is what I'm trying to say. And I keep them down by the heater so it, it will stay warmer there for them. But those plants cannot handle 54 degrees and be very happy about it. Other plants can go down to 38 degrees and not have any problem at all. I, I would just say, Know your plants, watch your plants. If they wilt because of the cold, then move them to the warmer, warmest spot that you have. 
Um, but I would, I would set it at 50 or 54. Um, 54 is, is what I've been happy with. I've had it set that way for 30 years, I guess, probably. Still there? All right. Talked too long, didn't I? All right. It, it's just not as easy as that because all crops have different needs. That's what I'm trying to get across. So anyway, all right. All right. Let me take my last break, and we'll go from there. Let's see what we have. It's uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Surprise, surprise. My book. Uh, this is what I would like to recommend to you. If you're going to give this as a Christmas gift, get your order in, please. Uh, I, I really would like to get that order so I can spend a, a good bit of uh, the Thanksgiving holiday getting them mailed out. It gets really busy. We have a project over on Sister Station WBAP that's going to come around in a couple weeks called Christmas is for Caring for the Denton State uh, Supported Living Center, and, and I need to get these books signed and in the mail. Post Office is saying that the deadline is going to be way in advance of Christmas this year for delivery. So anyway, there we go. We already have that date. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening. It's uh, the perfect gift that will be used and remembered for years by uh, friends and relatives on your list. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, a hardback printed on high-quality paper. I sign each copy of the book as it sells. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. So if you're interested in vegetable gardening, flower gardening, uh, fruit trees, lawns, landscapes, a lot of uh, time spent and space given to lawns and landscaping. But chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar telling you I've never put in a book before, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants in your landscape and garden. That's what you find in this book, and it's applicable to every county in Texas and southern Oklahoma, so you can give it knowing that the recipient will be able to use it. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. The book is $36.95 plus tax and postage. The first book comes at regular price, second and third books to the same mailing address, only $31.95 each. That's just $5. That's a $5 savings per book, just $31.95 each. But you need to order immediately. And uh, you can only order from my website or by calling my office Monday or Tuesday. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. Your satisfaction is guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. Sold 71000 and not one request for a refund. So here are the two ways you can order. Uh, one is by calling my office Monday or Tuesday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. All right. Thank you, sir. And uh, 
Let me tell you right now about Whiskey Stone. What a day this would be to go to Whiskey Stone. They're on Monday through Saturday. I love telling you about uh, Whiskey Stone while they're open because maybe I can motivate you to get in the car and motor on to them. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Give a truckload of stone for Christmas. That'll be a gift that'll be remembered forever. Beautiful stone, gorgeous stone, 22 acres of stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. That's WhizQ Stone. They have stone of every possible need, uh, every possible kind. If you need a big landscape boulder or five, they have those. Maybe you're building a fountain and you need those big boulders for that. Well, they have them. Maybe you are building a retaining wall and you need uh, a, a flatter stone that will fit into that wall. They have exactly what you would need, and they'll show them to you and show you how they stack. Uh, if you uh, need uh, stone for a, for example, for a walkway, a path, they can show you what they have there, and they have some wonderful options, and they'll show you how they fit together. Uh, and and then you say, you know, I don't know if I want to try that myself. That looks kind of complicated. They say, well, we have referrals. We can tell you some good contractors in your part of the Metroplex who can do that work for you. And, yes, they will deliver anywhere you can hear me. So if you're not in the Metroplex, they'll deliver to you as well. Decorative gravel, river rock, they have it all at Whiskey Stone. Again, Monday through Saturday, open those days, Whiz hyphen q.com their address 4501 east loop 820 south in southeast fort worth and it's 817-429-0822 it's whiz q stone i'm dan meyer from salina ace hardware we're your source of great green egg grills Count on us for friendly service you can trust ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks and now back to neil all right. Thank you, Dan, very, very much. That is a beautiful store. If you've never been there, it is clean and well-organized and friendly. I think it could be used as a prototype for any hardware store in the world. So thank you, Dan Meyer, very, very much. I chuckled because I'd looked at a note that I had sent to Pastor Tommy Brummett, and I got an answer. looked like one that I would have put on a quiz to try to get 100 on my test when I didn't know the answer. Tommy knows the answer. <laughs> uh, pastor Tommy Brummett is pastor of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, actually about a block and a half northeast and northwest of downtown McKinney at 315 North Church Street. That's our church. That's where we go to church. And uh, we worship online still, and uh, we're about ready to start coming back to church. Tommy, welcome to my program. How are you doing? I am doing well today, Neil. So so good to hear your voice on a beautiful, sunshiny day. Isn't it a great day? It's just beautiful. This is a nice time of year. Um, tell us a little bit about church uh, in the uh, in the in the holiday season. What all is planned? Yeah, we're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving this Sunday. Uh, in all of our services, we have four services in our historic sanctuary, uh, two contemporary services, and two in our new uh, church start in Melissa. I don't guess they're new anymore. They have their own building, and they're they're rocking along. Uh, but we will celebrate Thanksgiving, and we'll give thanks. And then the following Sunday, we'll begin Advent, and we're moving toward Christmas. We'll be 
singing the Christmas songs and reading the Christmas story and, and celebrating God's presence in our very midst through Jesus Christ. It is a wonderful and blessed time to be in that church and to be with our friends at the First United Methodist Church of, of downtown McKinney. Please come join us, if you will. Please, if you can't be in person, join us online. And that's at 10.05 at sharingtheheart.org on Sunday mornings. But the, the podcasts are posted. Waverly gets those up, what, by late Sunday? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mid-afternoon, they're up and they're rolling. And all that can be found at sharingtheheart.org. That's our website. That and much, much more. Yep, that's great. We're going to talk Thanksgiving, and the bird of Thanksgiving is turkeys. And Tommy happens to live on a street that is populated by turkeys. His Neil. are <laughs> soft and, and, and pushy, cushy. <laughs> we, we, a couple of years ago, one of our neighbors bought a large inflatable turkey. I guess they're six foot tall. And uh, and before you know it, everybody in the neighborhood had one on their street. The last I counted, there were over 40 turkeys in my neighborhood on Church Street, and they've spread out all over McKinney. Everywhere you go, you see the inflatable turkeys, and it is just so fun. The kids love them. I see, I see kids driving up and down my street counting turkeys. So that's a that's a great Thanksgiving activity. Tommy Tommy was McKinney. not the first to have an inflatable turkey on his lawn. He was not the first. In fact, a collection was taken up to buy Tommy an inflatable turkey. <laughs> I, I, I might have uh, ridiculed it and made a little fun on a Sunday. Might have. The next, thing I, the next thing I know, a church member's pitched in, and there's a there's a box on my porch. I open it up, and it's an inflatable turkey. So I guess I guess I'm part of the turkey crowd now. In downtown and Tommy's Michigan. granddaughter is proud of that turkey. Oh, she loves it. Yes, she does. Yes, yes, yes. So the real turkeys. So I wrote Tommy a note when he suggested turkeys for our bird today. I said, how many species are native to Texas? And the answer I got back was all of them. And I don't know oh. what that means. <laughs> Look, there, I don't know what that means. There's only one species of wild turkey uh, here in uh, North America. I didn't know and that. <laughs> it is the wild turkey that we have here, all domestic Domesticated turkeys are descended from the wild turkeys. Uh, that's just it's just one species. And, I didn't uh, know that. Oh, and they're just beautiful, just beautiful birds. They yes, they are. They, they live out in the wild uh, all over Texas. You don't have to go far into the country uh, to see wild turkeys, and you can hear their calls early in the morning. Uh, contrary to what many people think, they do fly. They roost in trees at night and. Uh, they are just beautiful, beautiful birds, and 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 one of our native birds here. So, do they? What is their nesting habit? Where do they nest? On the ground or in trees? You say they they roost in trees, but do they, they roost nest? in trees. Uh, I'm assuming they're nesting on the ground. I'm not sure. I don't even know that answer. They would almost have uh, to because they're so big. They're so big. They yeah. just are so big, and so. Uh, but they are prolific. They were. They were hunted pretty hard and and we we lost a lot in numbers but they have they have made a comeback and um there are wild turkeys all over all through the americas neil i was at a mission trip in guatemala and saw wild turkeys down there so while um, you're out birding tommy how often do you see them while you're looking for other birds regularly yes Yes, they are, they are they are very common. Uh, when we lived in Decatur and Wise County, we'd, we'd see them out our back porch all the time. Just, oh my goodness! Just, 
Oh yeah, just wander. They they are they are prolific, um, and just beautiful birds. Their feathers are gorgeous, and uh, they're just they're fun to see to watch them run, to watch them move. They they move around in flocks, and um, you know there'll be a tom and a number of hens, and when it's mating season and the toms display, they are just absolutely gorgeous. Well, you answered another question a lot of people are asking. Is this the same Tommy Brummett that was in our church in Decatur? I think it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Where, where have you been? I have about 20 seconds for you to tell the other. Uh, oh, I've, the had, other... I've had the pleasure of, of telling Jesus stories in uh, Decatur and in Bonham and in Henrietta and in Pilot Point and Aubrey. And, and now we're here in downtown McKinney uh, telling the same wonderful stories about God's amazing love. And we're glad you're here. Thank you, Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, sharingtheheart.org. Folks, Tommy and I wish you a wonderful and blessed happy Thanksgiving. And we will not be here next week. I'll be here, but not Tommy. Have a good one. Happy gardening.